My name is Jamie Atkinson, founder of podcastclosing.com, and this show is built for six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts who are looking to grow and scale their customer acquisition using that show. If you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast and you want to get featured on this show to talk about your own podcast journey, go to top100interview.com. Now over to your glamorous host, Brittany Chaterbock, and don't forget to subscribe for daily interview content. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. Super exciting guest coming on today, Melissa Roschuk. Roschuk, sorry. I almost got it, Melissa. I almost got it. It's <laughs> okay. <laughs> so Melissa Roostchuk, she's the founder of Treant Press. She's a publisher, author, podcast host of Dove and Dragon Radio Show. And she's also an international keynote speaker. You guys, I know it was a really brief intro, but Melissa's going to go ahead and fill in the gaps and tell us her story as to how she got to where she is today. Because you guys, she is doing some amazing things. And I think her story is going to add so much value. So Melissa, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for taking the time out of your day. How's it going? Well, thank you for having me. Today has been wonderful. Just getting done with the keynote earlier today. So now we're here. Fabulous. I love it. Well, if you don't mind, we'll just start off by, you know, really getting to know you a bit better. Where did it all start? And and I mean, how did you get to where you are today? If you want to tell us a little bit of your story, that would be amazing. So we, before we get to where I got to from here, we had to go back to, to 2010, 2011. I was okay. working a dead, dead end job as a manager at a restaurant, end up getting sick, that illness led to two strokes and brain surgery, a divorce, meeting another husband in 2012, going into an abusive relationship, and that husband go, I bet you can't write a book and get it published. Well, at this time, I'm pretty much disabled, can't really do too much, or I'm perceiving I can't do too much. So I wrote my first book. And the very first book, the first draft, you can still find in certain Barnes and Noble stores on the shelves, but it's been reformatted, rewritten six times. And the final edition is now out through Tree and Press, my own company. And it's in 10 languages, getting ready to be translated into Turkish as well. That's where my journey started, was writing that first book. If it wasn't for him saying, I bet you can't, I probably never would have tried to get that book published. Well, what happens when you get something published? I am one of those people. I have to find a way to do it better and reach more people. So I started working with the publisher, went back to school for marketing and advertising, had no prior education to that beforehand, became their director of marketing, and the publisher wouldn't listen to me on how to market the books. They didn't want to listen how to get their authors on podcasts. They didn't want to take the time to book them on podcasts. They didn't even want to share the information with the authors. So I stepped back, opened my first publishing house. And when that was Dove and Dragon Publishing, owned by Roostchalk Films and Publishing. Of course it failed. Why did it fail? This is very important. I didn't know what I just, I was doing. It was only me. I had no staff. I had no one with me. I didn't know anything about correct formatting, editing. I knew how to make covers. 
I was very, very good at, at making covers. But I only had like 12 authors, so it wasn't too bad. Then I started getting people to work with me. One of those people is working with me in the author relations now with my current company. The other one became my COO. Once I was able to step back and stop doing everything myself, and I actually have staff to do things, now my company's actually being formulated to open a factory. It's being formulated to open our bookshop and cafe. It's being translated. All the books are being translated now into 11 um, languages. And we're also opening the office in Turkey. Incredible. So one big thing is you would say, you know, throughout this journey, when, when you were, when you failed, obviously you overcame the failures and grew from it, but you had to get to a point where you felt as if you were, it was time to outsource. It was time to bring people in. Is that what, what you're kind of saying? Or that, maybe you, and I could, I could not do this alone. You cannot run a fortune 500 company by yourself. Yeah. You have to have people with you. If you're going to do a Fortune 500 company, it better be an e-commerce that you can sit at the computer and have everything done AI. Otherwise, it's not going to work. 100%. With, with what I do, I can't use AI, at least not in that capacity. I use it for other things, but I can't use it in this capacity. I have to be able to talk to my authors. I have to be able to say, okay, your book covers being done by my terrific graphics designer Raven, or I'm doing it personally, or another, another designer is doing it. I need to be able to say, okay, this is who's editing your book. This is who's formatting your book. This is when your book's being released. I can't use AI to tell me all that. I have to have people. I also have some people that believe in my vision. Yeah, that's, that's a huge one, you know, Having people who are aligned with that vision, sees your vision, believes in you, believes in the vision. It's so important to surround yourself with people like that. Otherwise, it's, you know, it's it's much harder to reach that, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, you mentioned outsourcing and, and, and these people that you surround yourself with. Now, why is it so important? And I know we haven't really talked about it, but if you want to dive into having a mentor. Mm-hmm. Why is it so important throughout the journey to have a mentor? My mentor came to me in 2017. I was doing the radio show and I was working for Atlanta Mix 108 at the time. So my radio show is not new. I just took it from Atlanta, from their platform and turned it into my own. But this is how we met. He came to me as an entrepreneur and as a author and was interviewed by me for Land to Mix. And after the show, he said, you know, I've known you for a couple minutes. What's holding you back? You sound like there's something holding you back. He didn't know my life at that point. He didn't know how I was doing anything. And he didn't know as an author or anything about me. He started working with me, giving me a year of classes through his training program put me on the path to become a certified life coach, put me on the path to be a speaker, the international speaker. 
I woke the first time I got booked for a paid gig. I was like, how much do I charge for this? Because I've never done it before. Right. He is now my uh, director of my board. I took a CEO from his own multi-million dollar corporation and made him the director of my board. This is incredible. I had to write that down just because I want to, I want to make sure I add that um, later on, but that Mm -hmm. is huge. And how, how, how has that affected you long-term? Like obviously success within the business and everything else, but He's been, the, he's been the director of my board since July. We are now opening our 14th company. Wow. Incredible. We just now, restructured my, my entire company. So we have the mother and two babies that own all the subsidiaries. And how good does that feel to be like to the, the one ex who had told you ex-husband that I decided, I bet you'll never even publish one, a book, never mind everything else that you're doing today after it having the wonderful. surgeries and strokes. It is wonderful to go back and say, you know what? I'm so glad you challenged me the way you did because it put me to on the path where I needed to be. I wouldn't have done this because my mindset back there was so low. I didn't have any self-worth. I didn't have any self-love. I was so negative to myself. And I didn't have that until he challenged me, even though he did it wrong. He challenged me to do something that was positive in the end. I love it. This is incredible. It's so big. It's a big part of your story too, because, you know, there's so many people listening who might be in the same situation who have, you know, the self-doubt or limiting beliefs or people there telling them that they could never do this. They could never do that. And um, taking that leap of faith and believing in yourself and, and like, it's, am- the it's amazing because I, I talked to people from my high school that knew me growing up. They never thought when I was in high school, I would be doing any of this. I was shy. I was meek. I would never talk to anyone. Standing up in front of a cloud, crowd of 26 people made me sick. I now stand up in front of crowds of 1,500. So wow. back then isn't who you are today. You have to overcome who you were yesterday to be the person you want to be tomorrow. 100%. With that being said, do you mind diving deeper into moving forward and overcoming obstacles of the past? Do you still go through times today that, you know, you still have to overcome some things, some things from the past? Tell me a little bit about that. Do this every day. I overcome something from my past every day. I still negative talk myself. We all do it. It's something that's programmed within ourselves. I can't do this. I don't know how to do this. I will never achieve this. But you know what? If you don't actually try, we'll always fail 100% of the time. If you try, try and fail, then you're at least learning how not to do it. If you're not trying, you're automatically failing. And I hate to fail, at least fail by my own being held back. And I hate that feeling. I love succeeding and I love making other people happy. So when I put out 
Dove and Dragon Radio, it was only on the radio at first. In 2020, when I'm going through my divorce, again, he challenged me because I shouldn't be on the air. No one's listening to me. So what I do, I take the podcast, that's radio, and I put it on video. Now I have 2.2 million people watching my podcast and entrepreneurs that I interview. I have, was challenged to write a blog for business. I took that idea and turned it into an entrepreneur magazine that now has 900,000 subscribers. Now, most of that's found online, but there's also the printed version. This is incredible. Melissa, I love how you take every challenge, every everything like that and just run with it and end up like 10 times more successful than these people's challenges even were, <laughs> you know, uh, it's incredible. I love it. it. Now you go ahead. You do that. My, my director, my board, my mentor, Antonio T. Smith, that's who I work with. He, he gave his, the people he mentors, we have a morning meeting every day, the challenge of okay. creating a product to launch February 1st of this year. So I have all these pieces back when June, June, July, when I started working together. Well, what can I launch February 1st? I'm launching my campaign. Love it. So February 1st is your cafe launch. Yes. We already got the coffee. Actually, it's my own special blend for Triennium. So we have our coffee. We have like 32 flavors. <gasps> okay, I'm coming. <laughs> I'm coming and check it out. And then we're working with one of his other businesses so we can put the cafe within their business and we'll sell our copies during their events. This is incredible, Melissa. Like, it's exciting. And, and, and that's just the, the beginning. That's just the start of this cafe, mm -hmm. right? Right. It's incredible to, to think where it's going to go all, in a year from this now. This all started with one book. I have people telling me, oh, I can't read a book. You talk, right? You're able to talk to people. Just put your whatever you're thinking about into a Word document. Talk to your computer, yeah. write it down. Now you have a book. 100%. Now it doesn't have to be a good book. Do a coloring book. Do a yeah. motivational quote book. Do a color uh, activity book. I just released my activity, the book that goes with my self-help book, books just a few months ago. Oh. No, not a few months ago. A few weeks ago. Sorry. Wow. <laughs> I, I released three books last year. So I'm like. This is exciting. You are a go-getter. And tell me a little bit about, you know, you mentioned interviewing entrepreneurs. Do you, so are you doing that to up to date still having people on um, your podcast that are entrepreneurs and talking about their stories? How do you attract these entrepreneurs? Well, we're changing the format just a little bit. We are now not only just on YouTube or Instagram or, you know, those places and the radio stations like iHeart and iTunes and stuff like that. We're adding and Roku TV, Fire TV, uh, Apple TV, and Android TV wow. this year. 
we're just added five new distribution centers for our, uh, we have one show that's for entrepreneurs. And I go on things like radio guest list and matchmaker FM and places yeah. like this to find guests. Now I'm one of those, I charge for you to be on my show. Why? I have 2.2 million people that listen to me. Yeah. Right. But at the same time, I have a company to run. I don't want to interview people that are not ready to be interviewed. Right. You have to be able to talk about your business. I, I found people are willing to pay me at least a nominal fee and be real on the show versus the one that wants to free and they don't say anything. It's my way of weeding out the actual entrepreneurs that understand if you're paying to be on a podcast, that's the tax deduction on your taxes. That's your advertising yeah. budget. Right. Right. Now, often, um, I know you said you do keynote speaking and stuff. Do you get a lot of opportunities and endless opportunities from the podcast uh, with meeting people from all over the world, these entrepreneurs and just the connections alone? Does that often lead you to more speaking gigs? I have not booked any speaking gifts from my podcast. I have, I got some things from like Gig Salad and other places. And those have been in Hong Kong that has been in Brussels. And that's been here in the U.S. Incredible. Now, Melissa, tell me a little bit about the mentoring and coaching. Mm-hmm. Can you dive into that and how you deliver those offers and and what your favorite part is about it and what maybe your least favorite part about it is today? Mentoring and coaching, I don't do too often. And there's a reason for this. I I have to vet you out. I can't work with everyone. I can give you a book and give you my mentoring program and let you do it by yourself. (laughs) I can't do that. Here's a $30 book you're not ready to work with me one-on-one right you can find me on my website but a lot of people find me on facebook instagram and they send me messages and it would be oh woes me stories well if you're going to me oh oh, woes me i want help okay great have you done a b and c are you willing to do a b and c because changing new your mindset, changing your oh, woe is me scenario is going to be a hard work and it can't be done for you. I'm living testament of this. 2011, I was in a wheelchair. Okay, I couldn't speak English. I am now standing, walking, and doing international speaking. Now, I don't do a lot because I do still have health issues from the strokes, but I do it as my body lets me. I don't say, oh, woe is me. I'm sick today. I can't do it. I'm going to go do it. And then I'm going to be on bed for three days. I know my limits, but at the same time, I don't say, oh, woe is me anymore. I say, okay, I'm not having a great day. That's fine. That's expected. But is my not having a great day going to affect me not talking to 150,000 people? And that's you know, over 2 million people I talk to on the internet is me not having a bad day and not showing up 
going to affect that one person that needs to hear the message today. Right. So if you're not willing to put in the work for yourself, you're not ready to work with a coach. It doesn't have to be me personally, but any coach out there, you have to do homework. If you're not doing homework, you're not growing and you're going to stay in that, oh, what was me scenario? Yeah. hundred percent. I, I, I think you're a hundred percent right there. You know, so many people want to be successful and want that help and see the value, but until you're ready, like you can't take on everyone. You can't take on someone who's only going to be half-ass really, who's not going to put in the full potential, uh, full hard work, right? Mm-hmm. Because your time is very valuable and so is theirs, but you know, you can't drain yourself if someone's not ready, you know? Exactly. I, I would rather put my energy into my company, into my employees, and into my readers, or into my listeners, than work with someone on a mentorship type platform, and they don't want to put in the work. I gave opportunities to people, hey, be one of my affiliates, you telling me you have money issues. Well, I'm giving you a way to make money in your spare time. Right. And they don't want to do it. Well, if you're coming to me with money problems and you're not willing to work for the money, even five minutes a day, then you don't have a money issue. You have a lazy issue. I can't fix lazy. (laughs) Right. Money issue versus lazy issue. So true. So Melissa, tell me a little bit about, um, you know, your next, I, I know that you mentioned in February, you're launching your cafe. And then from there, um, possibly having them at other places. But what about, you know, in the next six months, next 12 months, any other focus or desires? We will have the factory open, which is a brook bindery. That will be open this year. We are acquiring three restaurants, another printer, which will be able to afford us to do like signage so instead of just printing books we'll be able to do banners signs everything else we're acquiring acquiring that business we're acquiring a few other business around the u.s i'm also focusing on opening our foundation which is to address the homeless situation we're going to start in reno because that's home and that's not oh, let's go open a shelter. This is actually going to be building micro or macro housing for the homeless, giving them an address, giving them the tools to get their birth certificate and social security numbers. So now they can get onto benefits and then get a job because if you don't have food, you're not going to be able to work. So you have to have healthcare. And then also are these veterans? If they're veterans, now they need their birth certificate and their social security number to be linked back into the veterans programs and they can get help through the VA. But it all starts if they have an address. You have to have an address to get anything. I love that you're looking into that and, and, you know, that's something really important to you because I honestly think it's huge and we need more people in the world like you doing things like that. It's huge. It's huge. 
I mean, it doesn't make money sense, but this isn't about money. This is humanity. No. Yeah. Not everything is about money, right? And honestly, like we hear about it all the time, why someone will win the lottery and then half the time they end up broker than they were before, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's nothing relates. Well, back. We're not it doesn't educate- all relate around yeah, money. we're not educated on money. We're educated right. in our education system. At least here in the U.S., I can't speak to the other countries. You go to school, you get your education, you either go to college or you go in to work in a trade or a dead-end job. You're not taught to invest your money. You're not taught how to balance your money, and you're not taught on how to make revenue streams for yourself to grow more money. Right. 100%. And that is what we should be taught growing up. Everything's opposite, right? Really. Right. You're, you're taught to go to school, get a job. Yeah, and you don't have time. You don't have freedom. You're not a present family member. In reality, you could do something that you're passionate about and give back and have that time and freedom if you really just believe in yourself and, and take that leap of faith, right? And be, maybe it's becoming an entrepreneur or whatever it might be, right? So- even if it's just, if you're in your 20s, 30s, 40s and invest in stocks, yeah. invest in stocks, <laughs> learn how to do it. Talk to someone right. who's either a broker or knows how to work the system. Right. Right. 100%. So any uh, challenges with the podcast that you have overcome in the last um, since you've started, I would say, that might be relatable to those listening today that have podcasts? Okay. Challenges with the podcast. First is, what do you want to do a podcast on? Are you going to have guests? Or are you just going to do a podcast talking to your computer and putting it out there for the world? Gary V does this wonderfully. I don't do this, that part wonderfully. I do guests. I do not like talking to the computer screen. Um, that's challenge number one. Find your niche. What do you, What works for you? Challenge number two is where do you put the podcast now that you recorded it? And I personally use Red Circle. I find that gets me to everything that I need. Other places are like BuzzFeed or Buzzsprout, whatever it is, Buzz, Buzz something. They're wonderful platforms to get your message out there on many networks as possible. Then are you going to stay audio? Or are you going to go bigger with video? That's YouTube, IG Reels, Facebook, and stuff like this. But you can go one step further once you build up your audience and go onto Roku TV, uh, ITV, and stuff like this. You have to find your niche first. You have to build your brand. Now, what is your brand saying? Is it a business? Is it mindset and coaching? Is it health and fitness. What is your niche? Don't let people tell you what to do. It's your show. What are you going to do? What works for you? Right. Incredible. hundred percent. I think it's so important to know your avatar, narrow it down. Who do you want to work with? Don't just work with anyone. Don't just bring anyone on the show. It's very, very important um, to maintain success growing and also I mean, maintaining yourself. Don't take don't take on people that you don't have 
that aren't a match for what you're looking for. Otherwise you're going to end up trained and it's, it's not good for you and it's not good for them. Right. So hundred percent, hundred percent. I mean, when I went to uh, the video, I actually had to put a disclaimer in the booking to wear a shirt. Really? You have to think about these things. You shouldn't have to when you're on a professional show, but right. I had to put this disclaimer on there. And a lot of the bigger CEOs, they laugh at it. I'm like, no, I had someone come on here and actually be dressing on the podcast. I'm like, you can't do that. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, no, that's crazy. Yeah, that's why we're so careful who we bring on, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel you. I feel you on that 100%. So just be careful. Absolutely. Well, it's so exciting to see what's going on in, you know, within the the cafe, the factory. I mean, you just released three books last year. You're just constantly on the go. It's so exciting to what's happening next. And especially when you're looking to help others as well in humanity. That's huge. So Melissa, I want to thank you for coming on my show today and adding so much positive value and talking about the challenges as well, because that's relatable. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, it adds so much value to have someone like that on my show. So I appreciate it. And if anyone's looking to connect with you, what would be the best way to go ahead and reach out? M-L-R-U-S-C-S-A-K.com. That'll give you all my social media links. And that would go to my Facebook, Instagram. You can get a hold of me just about anywhere, even IMDb. But at the same time, it's all right there in one place. You can also book me for motivational speaking there. You can get me for the podcast there. You can get everything in one place. Perfect. Awesome. Well, Melissa, thank you again. And group, if you're listening and enjoyed, please like and subscribe. If you're a six-figure entrepreneur or higher and want to come on, just like Melissa did today to talk about your story and business or businesses and the podcast, please go to top100interview.com. We'd love to have you on as well. Thanks so much. Thank you, Melissa. Catch you on the next episode, everybody. Hey, everyone. I hope you really enjoyed that episode. As always, if you want to listen to more daily interview content, make sure you subscribe. And here's three ways I can help you in your business for free. One, check out my video on how we're building a pipeline that produces 30 plus prime sales calls every single week using podcast setters and a basic interview funnel. And this is actually how I was able to quit social media forever. You can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash setters. Two, if you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast, we actually want to interview you on one of our top 100 shows. Head to top100interview.com and then three, download our podcast closing formula. It shows you how to create a podcast sales team that books out your sales calendar each week using the podcast closing client attraction method. And you can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash podcast formula. Now at podcastclosing.com, we help six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts create a system for predictable client acquisition without relying on paid advertising or social media by building out podcast sales teams. Now, if you want help turning your podcast into a high ticket client acquisition machine, then book a call with our team to see how we can help. Go to podcastrebels.com forward slash chat. All right, guys, we'll see you in the next interview.